Welcome to The Link Church. We pray this week's message inspires you to have a meaningful relationship with Jesus. Who's glad to be in church? Are you glad? Amen. Happy birthday, Mama. Huh? We love you. Happy birthday, Mama. I like to honor you. You mean the world to me. And you make the best food. (laughs) We picked up the cameras, by the way. I say we, Kurt did. And um, I was really excited to play with them. And then Kurt took them away from me. And he's been playing with them. (laughs) So they're likely to work, actually, by the time we get them. Now that Kurt's had them first. Uh, So just a couple of weeks, we're just waiting for one lens, and then it should be up and running, Uh, and then we'll have like a training day where we'll all figure out how to use what we got, and then we're just going to go to another level. Amen? So I'm pretty excited about all of that. Um, I want to punch through because I've got a couple of things to announce at the end, but we're in our series, uh, the Church As Series. Amen? It's the last week. This is it. No more after this. There will be, but not coming up soon. Um, Have you enjoyed the series? Are you learning something? Two people learn something. That's good enough for me. That's good. Um, if you want to catch up, link to church.org. Go there. You'll find it in your Spotify or Apple. Uh, and we've even got Google for Kurt, so that's good as well. Um, you can do that. Um, but we're talking about the church building as the building this week. Amen? Church as the building. Something's unhealthy, eh? See you, Kurt. So I'm wrestling it. It's got it in the headlock. Have you guys ever seen like, if, have you ever seen those old school church buildings? Old school. I mean, if you haven't seen an old school church building, you, you, you'd want to. You want to go see one of those old school church buildings. Uh, there's just something about them. There's something about them. I know like people will debate the theology and, you know, what should have happened, what didn't happen. I know we could go down that road. But have you ever just walked into one? Have you ever just stopped to think about it? I, I did maybe about a year ago. So I was in the city and I went into one in the city and there's just something wow about them. There's something just wow. It's, you, you know, I don't know whether you know this, but like it, it was supposed to be the tallest building in the town. Have you noticed how the bank is the the tallest building in the town now. But it was supposed to be the tallest building and the most prominent building. There's something, there's something that is just amazing about it. it. It's detail. If you would ever stop and have a look at the detail, I mean, those guys were proper stonemasons. They, they didn't just do bench tops. Come on. They used to do like, they were proper stonemasons. Like you had to get what was on this side. You had to chip that thing away and get it right. And then you had to replicate it on this side. I don't know if you've ever tried to do something like that, but inevitably, right in the moment where you're just about to finish, you'll think just one more little click and it'll break in half and you get to start again. And so, so you wonder, like, it, it would take them hundreds of years to build these buildings. I read online that there's this one church that took 650 years to build. So the dude who went into a building project, his great-grandkids, great-grandkids, great-grandkids were still working. And he never gets to see it. That's pretty impressive. The time taken to make it perfect. It was precision. The stained glass. Have you had a look at that? 
You look at it now and you're like, oh, I wonder what it is. It's got like a little note under it. It was so bad even back then they had to say to you, this is St. Peter. You'd look and go, is it? Okay. It's an artist's impression. No expense spared. They had pipe organs. Come on, Kurt, say amen. We've got to get a church with a pipe organ. That's what I, I want a pipe organ. I don't think they're that expensive anyway because people aren't using them. Let's pick up a secondhand one off Gumtree or something. Uh, we need a pipe organ up in this place. Come on. They had, and this is what I'm looking forward to when we uh, can build our own building one day. They've got those comfy wooden seats that, that they used to provide for everyone. I want to get those because if I have to stand, you have to sit uncomfortably. Come on, somebody. Like, I'm, uh, I'm going to do that. That's what I'm talking about. They had the footrests. They came with footrests and just different in those. It's just different. Time for communion. You just line up and I get to feed you. It's just. But there's something about it. There is something about it. Do you know what I noticed about it? It, 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 it is so powerful that when you walk in without signage, you begin to whisper. There's a reverence that was. There's a respect that happens. You walk in and you just go like, wow, wow, that's cool. That looks uncomfortable, but I get it. You just look around and it's just got this ability to do something. They, they really are magnificent. And the ones that took 650 years to build or 250 years to build are no less or no more magnificent because wherever you go, you walk in and you just think, wow, they really are good. They really are. And sadly, nowadays, most of them just stand empty. Imagine a building that's that impressive. It's got like nothing going on inside. It's, it's actually a tragedy. There's one, in, there's one in Leaderville, which it, it infuriates me. A church building that's now got a big sign outside that somebody uses for yoga. It is tragic to me. Now, we know it's just a building, and you and I are the church, right? We know that. It's just a building, and you and I are the church. We get that. We get that. But I wonder sometimes whether it's just a physical representation of what you look like. You look the part on the outside, but empty on the inside. It's a tough pill to swallow, but maybe that's what it is. Maybe it is really a nice display of how quick it can go wrong. Once in its heyday, it had everything going for it. Now it's just a yoga class. Empty inside. You look the part on the outside, but there's nothing going on. You got nice clothes, good job, like reasonably well-behaved kids. Your marriage ticks enough boxes, you know, to call it marriage. House looks like a picture from Pinterest. You've got lots of followers on Facebook and Instagram and threads. Come on, somebody, somebody on, everyone on threads, come on. You just move your whole thing across. It's easy. That's what I'm talking about. Are you following any threads? Your hair's always done. You come to church. You're at the prayer meetings. You've got Bible. You've got it going on. You've got it going on. You arrive with a Bible. You're at every prayer meeting. You're involved in the A-team, but you're empty inside. You look the part, but empty. There's something missing, right? 
There's more and you know it. The question is what? What's going wrong? How can that building be all that and then be nothing? And people go, yes, because they taught the wrong thing. Their theology was all whack. No, no, not everything was. Not everything. Some we would disagree with. I would disagree with some. I disagree with just about everyone on something, though. So that's not even an unusual thing. There is somebody somewhere who's got a warped idea, which may even be right, but because of my warped idea, it's wrong. And that's part of journey. That's part of life as a Christian. You speak to people. The more you share, the more you find out you are so off track, it's a joke. Right? The more you share, the more you listen, the more you spend time with people, the more you realize, man, I've got so much to learn, and people are reading and learning, and and I thought I was right, but I'm not right, or I thought I was on it, but it's incomplete. There is something that happens when you start to realize what's going on. There's more that should be going on, and I wonder whether it could be that we're missing the most vital part of what it is to be a Christian. The building is awesome. But what goes in the building is what matters. And I think for many people, that's the part that's missing. I think we're looking for something. And I think that something is more a someone than a something. We're looking for something we feel will complete or or hold this together. I'm missing something. I'm lacking something. I I mean, your house is nicer than my house. Maybe it's that. Your car is nicer. You earn more money than me. Maybe it's that. Maybe I need some self improvement. I need a new business strategy. I need I need a coach. I need some. I mean, you look fit. Maybe it's a gym that I need. I need I need a gym contract. That's what it is. I need to get up and go to jets. There is something that we that we're chasing that's leaving us empty instead of someone that we're chasing that can complete this and show us what it is to have everything. So the Apostle Paul, he, he sends this letter to the church. Actually, I'm going to read from two of them. The first one he sends to a church in Corinth. The other one he sends to a church in Rome, which I find interesting. Like, a, how much more warning did you need, Rome? It's, not, it's like we can look in now and go, God, are you serious? The Apostle Paul was looking back then and going, this is going to turn into a disaster. I'm going to write them a letter now so that later I can say, I told you so. This guy's got, the, this guy's got kind of the same sense of humor as Kurt. So 1 Corinthians, he says this, he says in verse 19, Do you realize that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You don't belong to yourself. God brought you at a high price, so you must honor God with your body. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Your body is more than just flesh. It's more than just a rippling six-pack. It's more. It's more than that. It is more. And He paid a price for you with His life. He died so that he could redeem you. He went to the cross so that he could pay a massive price for you. And your body is a temple. And for us, we don't really think about a temple, but it's, it's that magnificent building, that something that houses the presence of God. And it would have made sense to them back then. It would have made a lot of sense because they would have gone to the temple and there is no amount of time you'll ever go to an establishment or a building like that that you don't walk in and go, wow, 
Wow. Every time you go, you'd think, wow. Man, everything in here is bang on. These floorboards, are, you can, Shane wouldn't have laid these. They level, they don't, this is bang on. So, so whenever they, you walk in, it would have been like, wow. And your body, your body is this house for the wow presence of God. And it should be Wow. Now, that that temple was like a beacon of excellence in the community. That's you. You're supposed to be a beacon of excellence in your community. Perfect they went for. Excellence they nailed. Perfect you will not find. You will not find. You won't find perfect. It's going to be in heaven. I can show you perfect. I'm going to have to get you to breathe out your last. I'll show you perfect. I'm comfortable doing that. They change one law, I'll help you. There's just a small law that stops that. But your body is supposed to be a temple, a beacon of excellence. The same way you'd look after that temple, you ought to look after your body. Do you look after your body? Is it a temple or a trash can? Oof. Hmm? How do you look after your body? Vegetables. Come on, someone. The church in Rome, he wrote this. Dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you. I'm begging you. I don't even know how else to do. One translation says, I beseech you, therefore. I like I'm, I am pleading with you. Hear me now. I am pleading with you. Give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. He's not asking you to give your body to him and then he's going to do something in light of what he's already done. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice. We don't like the word sacrifice. The kind that will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. If you haven't given your life over and your body over to Jesus, you are not truly worshiping him. You can say it with your mouth, but your heart is far from it. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. To the church in Rome, he's writing this. I wonder how they read this today. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Until you fix this thing, you ain't going nowhere. Like some of you have quite a lot between your ears. Others of us, we don't have that much, but it's a big deal that we get the thinking right. It's a real big thinking. Like if we, if we fail in this area, we cannot transform. And if you don't transform, you will automatically gravitate to what the world has, what they think, what they say, how many people I've spoken to, and they just give me this advice. You think, where did you, vo who vomited that out? Is that, no, the Bible says this, I've read it cover to cover. Well done. Read it again, cover to cover. This time, read it, though, without being drunk, and you'll probably find a whole lot of good stuff in there. You start, you, you, we've, got to, we've got to think this through. Then you will learn. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. How do I find out what God's got for me? You lay down your life. You let you stop it. 
I want to know what God's got for my life. When he t- I, tell you, I tell you, Pastor Ants, when, when the Lord, I'm praying about it, or I've been praying about it, and, and I'm, I'm, just, I'm trusting God. When he speaks to me, man, I am, I'm all in. No, you, there's a whole lot that will help you find out. And it's all in already because he was all in already. And until you're all in, you are going to sit here until you're like 4,000 years old and you will never, ever know what God has for you. You will never find out because you want to do it your way, behave like the world. You want to you become like them, think like them, speak like them, and then walk in here on a Sunday. Hopefully, Lord willing, you don't explode and like just spontaneously combust. And, and, if, and if by the grace of God, I'm still alive afterward, I'll try again. And it's not about that. We don't gather so that we can somehow get right. We come together to worship Him and to honor Him and to praise Him, to take instruction and then to make changes. He died for you. And in light of this, the Apostle Paul is asking a simple question, will you live for Him? Or is it still all about you? He died for you. Will you live for Him? Will you honor Him or will you put Him first? Will you offer your body? Here's the thing. He's not going to take it from you. God is not going to take it from you. It's got to cost you something. That's what sacrifice is. Sacrifice is looking and going, I eat or you eat. I'm starving. I but I'm going to choose you over me and you're going to hand that over. That's sacrifice. That's what sacrifice looks like. There's, no, there's nothing that's going to help you. You, 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 you give and it, that, that's it. It's not on your terms, but you get to decide. In light of the fact that he died for me, I'm going to live for him. What does that look like? I'm going to sacrifice everything. You can have this body. You can have it. And it needs to be holy. It needs to be holy. It needs to be like totally devoted. Totally devoted to Him. Are you completely devoted to Jesus? What you eat, how you exercise, how you speak, how you work, what you do, how you look after yourself mentally. If thinking is that important, what are you doing to make sure that mentally you are okay? Everything's coming at you. Everything is coming at you. What are you doing to take steps to ensure that your mental health is good? Are you filling it with junk? With Netflix? Stuff that you can Google? Junk online? That conversation, what he said, what they think, what is consuming your mind to the point where your thinking is no longer 100% devoted to God? Who you hang with, some of you young people, look, just, just kick her to the curb. Just say goodbye. You're going to save yourself a world of pain. Some of these guys out there, look, I'm one of them, like I'm a guy as well. Outside, outside of, of trying to get their lives together in the house of God, most of it just losers. Their thinking is just off. Like, what are we, what are we doing? You're supposed to be devoted 
to, to the Lord and I find people devoted to a guy or to a girl who doesn't even serve the Lord. And then you wonder why like, you know, like nine pregnancies in, and you, you know, like you're just broke and you're lost and it's divorce and it's pain. No, because you're trying to drag an anchor along with you. You sort you out. Get it right. Devote yourself to God. It's Him. You say, God, here I am, use me. Not here I am, can I have a... Because she is cute as. No, no, no. What you drink, what you listen to. Oh, we're late for worship, but I put on something from Taylor Swift and I can just see you. Mm, mm. I know this one. Huh? We don't... Like, we are so... This is how you know. We can stand in church, right? Because I saw one of the lyrics on screen was wrong. We can stand in church and we can lock at screen. And, and like you can do the, you can look in here and you just, as soon as the words aren't up, you're like, when are you going to fix it? Sort it out. Like I'm trying to sing. Yeah, let's, do you want me to kick some M&M off here? Let's find out how many of you. Oh, not on screen, but I know the lyrics. Come on. Huh? Yeah, there's a lot of nervous laughter. Hmm? Yeah. Some of you lost yourselves in that. The fact that you've been laughing. What you watch, is it devoted to God? Is it devoted to God? Oh. Is all that you do done in a way that it's sacrificial. My needs last, Jesus first. I'm going to put him first, then everything. Do you know how hard that is to do? I thought it was, I thought I had this, like, I was kind of felt like I was on track here. I was like, I was making good decisions and, and things were just starting to, I was, I was kind of putting God first in the morning, putting God first at night, like trying to where I had a gap, pray different. I was just, I was trying to get this right. God first, eh? And then I started a church and you all turned up and it became increasingly more difficult to put God first because I started to put everything else first. That design, that sermon, that person, that problem, that text, that email, before I knew it, like you start on fire and then slowly, slowly, and, and people are so gracious. If you don't text back in the first three split seconds, like murder, right? But what I've had to learn is that I love you, but I love him more. And for me to lead and do what God's called me to do, I have to make time for this. And from that, things flow. Because I must be totally devoted to him. He cannot use me if I'm not devoted to him. There's a war going on. It's the Holy Spirit versus Andrew. And Andrew wants it one way and the Holy Spirit wants it another way. And I'm really good at trying to help him understand he's wrong. And if we go this way, we can get there quicker. And, and God's like, no, no. I go, if we go around that way, bam, we're right there. And God's going, no, no, we'll just go through it. There's a wall. But I have, to, I have to allow him to change my thinking, adjust, shift. I'm not saying you're going to leave here today and get this in straight away. That I'm not promising you. But if you don't make a decision today, you're going to be here for many, many years struggling here. 
Another way to look at it, to see whether you're putting God first and everything, his needs first. If I walk up to a crowd and I look through that crowd and I cannot spot you immediately as the one who stands out, then you're fitting in. I, I have to be able to look through a crowd and say, Joe, million bucks. I'll put a million bucks on it. Says that girl there, she's a Christian. Million bucks, take the bet. And Joe needs to look across and go, uh uh, not worth the risk. I agree with you. There's no doubt in my mind. See, doubt will doubt for a million will take the bet. For a million dollars should take the bet. Unless she's convinced that I'm right. Do you look like the world, sound like them, behave like them, live like them? Or are you looking to way, for ways to ensure that this is an adequate house for the Spirit of God? Am I working on this? Am I constantly allowing Him to improve me? Because we are a temple for the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit's not a thing, it's a person. And, and we think, I don't know how to get through this challenge in my life. Yes. But he said, it's good that I go. Jesus is like, i got to go. And it's a good thing, because I'm going to send you a helper. I'm going to send you a helper. We're like, but it's such a challenge. I wish I had help. I... As the Apostle Paul did, I, I urge you, don't start sounding and looking like the world. Don't do it. You, you go to that place, you're in trouble. Do it, but don't say you come here. Or don't get involved in that junk and then say I'm a Christian. Because you, you make it ten times more difficult for every other Christian. Like there's some people out there who actually want to make a difference. And you go out and 14 beers down, ah, oh, yeah, the Link Church, it's awesome. You should, you, should, you should come, let's have a beer together. Don't do that. Don't do that. I've got other church names you can name. Yeah, don't. Some of them are good. Some of those pastors are there in the same pub, so you can just point them there. They're there, go there, speak to him. We're the church, amen? And you know, God's called us to the city for a reason. For a reason. You represent Him here. You carry His presence here. And there's a broken and a lost generation here. And everywhere you go, you carry the presence of God with you. More than that, what do you want in your life? What could be better than that in your life. What is more important to you than that in your life? And you, you, you're supposed to be a kind of person who says, man, I am proud of where I am, and I'm not right, and I'm not perfect, but I love where I'm going because I'm learning, and I'm growing, and I'm changing, and I'm being challenged, and, and, and sometimes the pastor presses buttons I wish he wouldn't press. Sometimes he presses them a little bit too many times. Sometimes he presses and holds. Sometimes he step on it, but it's good for me, and I like it because I'm learning to love God, and I'm learning to love people, and I'm learning to go out into my world and make a difference. And it should be not a slogan on a banner. It should be who we are. It should be something we stand for. 
Amen? The kids need us. Those kids back there, they don't need us to, to just be like okay with not having the Holy Spirit. They need us. They need an example. They want to see what it's like to, lo- to live a certain way, to lead a certain way, to love a certain way. They need us. They need us to lift our game. There are some people in high school, they need us. They need us. They need to understand how to do it. You have to lead by example. My man who was driving tonight, just about killed everyone coming into the, into the church, came in sideways, wheels spinning, parked, parallel parked in Australia, learning to drive, right? I love that. I remember learning to drive. Best feeling in the world, man. You're invincible. Everyone else is terrified. It's the greatest feeling of your life. You're learning to drive and you're like, I've got this and everyone else is praying different. You notice that? They're like, oh Lord, in Jesus' name, take me now. I'd rather be with you, God, than through this. Oh, my, it's a red light, it's a red light, it's a red light, it's a red light, it's a red light. Oh, we've gone through it, we've gone through it, okay. All right, that's $400, fantastic, great. I'm glad I had kids, all right, come on. How do you learn to drive? You, somebody has to teach you. Somebody who knows how to drive has to teach you how to drive. There are people who need to know how to get into the presence of God and you know. They need to know about salvation and you know. They need to hear a word of encouragement and you've got it. They need something from you that they cannot get from their friend and we're busy playing games. Oh, we are the church and we're supposed to be the body of Christ and the family of God. We're supposed to be the bride of Christ and we are the building, the place that God places His Holy Spirit for the benefit of a planet who is going to hell if we do not do something about it. I don't want us to be a really, really, really good-looking church without the presence of God. I want us to be a really good-looking church that has the presence of God. I, I, I think what happens is we swing the, the pendulum too hard. One minute we've got these great, beautiful buildings where there was no expense spared. We've got the building, but it's empty. And then we're like, oh, that didn't work. Let's do this. Let's be stingy and have nothing and call that church no. We should be a beacon of excellence in the community, a place of refuge, a place that people can come, a place where I can open the doors of the church seven days a week because there are people that don't just have problems on a Sunday morning in time for an afternoon service. We got to help them every minute of every day. And the only way to do that is to have a place that they know they've driven past a thousand times. And when they're in need, they just know that's the place I can go for help. And when they walk through the doors, they don't need to go, wow, this place is sick. There's no Spirit of God. But no, they need to walk in and go, wow, I did not expect this. This is awesome. And the people were great. That's why I said early, I want us to be a church that even the unchurched can come to. I want, I want somebody who walks in here with a pentagram tattooed on their face, who absolutely worships Satan. I want them to be able to come, sit, leave, even disagree with our theology, but at least walk out the door and say, people were awesome. 
They didn't judge me. They didn't put me down. They supported me. They were there for me. They offered me prayer. They tried to help me. I choose to walk out, but at least I know I could go back. I don't want to be part of a people of God who were judgmental and clicky and weird. I'm not interested. Amen? We've got to be the body of Christ. Somebody's got to look at us and say, man, there is something about that person. And to do that, we have to sacrificially lay everything down and say, Lord, you and you only. Because if you leave Andrew and Andrew only, you're going to get judgmental and hurtful and prideful and sick and damaged and twisted and far. And it just, it, there's something about my nature which is everything against God. Until I submit that, I'm walking in it. Amen? So I want you to bow your heads right where you are. I'm desperate to, for you guys to take what you've learned here. Over the last four weeks, I'm desperate to see what would happen if you took what I've shared with you and changed something in your life. If you could change your thinking, I think a lot more will happen. When the things of God become more important than the things of this world, your life will change. When serving one another becomes important to you, your life will change. When being able to come to worship and get here on time becomes a priority to you, your life will change. When you put what is so important to you down and you start to press toward Him, your life will change. But it's not going to change while you do it your way. Some of you are looking for breakthrough in your lives. You're trusting God for something huge in your life. Stop doing it your way. Lay down your life for one another. Serve one another. Get involved in a team. Come and help set up. Break this place down. We want a place that is incredible. I want you to phone one another and pray for one another. I want you to text one another and encourage one another. I want you to want to be so the things of God that other people feel like they are 100% benefiting from your life. That is what God wants. He wants to lead you and to guide you and to push you forward. He wants to show you things that don't make sense to you now, but will make sense later. But you must lay it down. Some of you are drifting around. You're playing games. It's, it's on and off and in and out. And Many of you have a call on your life and you haven't responded to the call on your life. And I know that some of that is because of church. Some of the, mo the biggest pain I've ever experienced is church. But God is faithful. Even when I mess up, He doesn't. Even when I say the wrong thing, He doesn't. Even when I struggle, He doesn't. And it's for us to lay down our lives here this evening and say, I, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm going to risk everything because of the price that was paid for me on the cross. And I'm going to surrender my life to Him once and for all. And I'm going to serve Him all the days of my life. 
And with that, you're going to get joy is going to come and peace is going to come. Breakthrough is going to come. Your friends are going to come. Your family's going to come. Your workplace is going to come. So Father, I pray for every person right now in this room. I just get a sense there's many people making a decision right here, right now. They're tired of the games. They're tired of the drifting. They're tired of the in, the out, the on, the off. They just want to get stuck in and do what it is you've called them to do. And so I pray for them right now that you would protect their mind from the enemy who wants to take from them immediately this word that they have received. I pray that you would stir a fire like they have never had and that where people are feeling cold and distant and have drifted, I pray that you would right now by your grace, God, draw them near, just pull them back, that you would fan that flame, that they can continue to do all that you have called them to do. In the name of Jesus, I pray. So while your head is down, while you're thinking about it, answer this question. Have you submitted your life to Jesus? in that way that it's Him first in all things. And I'm not calling anyone out. I'm just asking if that's you and you think, man, I need to, I need to flip the switch. I need to get this right now. No more. I can't keep doing this to myself. If that's you, I want to pray for you. I'm not calling anyone forward. Just slip your hand up and say, include me in that prayer. I see your hand. I see your hand. Great decision. See your hand. See your hand. See your hand. Great decision. Phenomenal. I'm not calling you forward. It's good. It's great to be able to respond to God. There's something in it. One more time. You need to join these others. Say, God, here I am. Use me. Here I am. Slip your hand up. Just say, yeah, just, just include me. I see your hand. Great decision. Yeah, you can put it straight back down as well. Yeah. Father, all through this place, every person, so many, so many, just making a decision right here, right now. We don't want to play church. We want to be the church. We don't want just something that looks good, but that's empty. And so I pray right now that as they surrender their lives to you, that you would fill them with your spirit right now. That a fresh fire and anointing would come right now. It would burn away the stuff and the junk and the hurt and the pain. And it would be to a place where they would flourish and grow and expand in their ministry and in their families, their workplace, their schools, their universities. From strength to strength we go, God. And so we just submit ourselves to you afresh tonight, even there online, that they would submit themselves afresh to you, God. And we say, as a church, as a body, we are here. Use us as a beacon in this city that would help people come to salvation, that they too can have heaven as their home because we stood for what mattered most. Bless them, bless every person in the room, those online, all those that will listen later. I just pray, God, that it would stir them in the name of Jesus. Thanks for being with us. We hope this message leaves you stirred to a place of action. If you made a decision to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, need more resources, or want to take your next step, linkthechurch.org has everything you need. Until next time, from everyone at The Link Church, God bless.